friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Tuesday, May the 17th. And wherever you are, whenever you are listening to this, I wish you God's grace. I wish you God's beauty. I wish you God's life. I wish you God's joy today, my friends. Thank you for being with me today as we break open God's Word. Again, that's really the center, and and I want to repeat it for those who may be new to this podcast. Uh, Again, my name is Joe Zink. I am a lay Catholic minister in the Diocese of Green Bay. I worked for 30 years within the church in various ministry positions, and I now currently work as a hospice chaplain in uh, spiritual care chaplaincy. And uh, every day, oh, a little over two years ago, I started, as the pandemic began, uh, doing a podcast daily, Monday through Friday. So when people were away from the church, when the church was uh, shut down for that period, as a way to reach out with the gospel. And I guess my point here being not to tell you more about me, but that uh, in the words of a, a brilliant pastor I once had, if you must choose uh, as to, to which to listen to within this podcast or what he said within in church and the choices you had to fall asleep either during the gospel or the homily, he said, always choose to fall asleep during the homily because the gospel is the word of God. And, uh, and I say that, uh, you know, about this podcast. Don't fall asleep, especially if you're driving. You know, be safe out there, as, uh, as they say. But uh, the, the gospel is where the Spirit resides. And, uh, and if the Spirit resides within any of my words, well, then we praise God for that. And if not, please don't let it hinder you from the gospel and let the Spirit uh, take you. So with that, as a backdrop, we're going to pick up exactly where we left off yesterday. So we are in John chapter 14. Yesterday we did 21 through 26. Today we are going John 14, 27 to 31a, which will almost take us out of the 14th chapter of John, just on the precipice. So John 14, 27 to 31a. Let's break open God's word. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give it to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled or afraid. You heard me tell you, I am going away and I will come back to you. If you loved me, you would rejoice that I am going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you this before it happens, so that when it happens you may believe. I will no longer speak much with you, for the ruler of this world is coming. He has no power over me, but the world must know that I love the Father and that I do just as the Father has commanded me. My friends, the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So let's take a look here. Let's start in the middle. I want to save the beginning and and the end here. Let's start in the middle. Because what Jesus says after the first line, where he's talking about peace, he says, do not let your hearts be troubled or afraid, right? We heard that on Friday. Remember? John 14, 1 to 6, which is that 
gorgeous reading where Jesus starts with that exact phrase, do not let your hearts be troubled. You have faith in God, have faith also in me. Right? So wonderful. Um, and, and what he says immediately after that in this gospel, he says immediately after that in that gospel too. The reason I'm starting in the middle is it's things we've heard before. Jesus said, do not let your hearts be troubled or afraid. You heard me tell you I am going away and I will come back to you. Right? Because that's what he says. Uh, if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to myself so that where I am you also may be. And then here, then, after he does that, okay, and listen, that is absolutely worth hearing again. I mean, we should rejoice in that. That is good news. And then we hear, if you love me, you would rejoice that I'm going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. And I've told you this before it happens, so that when it happens, you may believe. We heard that yesterday, right? I mean, it's that whole idea of Jesus trying to calm them and saying, listen, I'm giving you word ahead of time. This is where this goes. If we choose to walk down this road, and, and listen, Jesus had a choice. He could have absolutely run at that point and gotten out of Jerusalem, or he could walk the path to the very end of what his ministry and mission and love looked like. Again, now these are Joe's thoughts here. Let's make that clear. I don't think in any way God was looking forward to, and that's a poor, poor choice of words. I don't think God had deigned that Jesus was going to die and he wanted him to do it in that way. I think God, in and through Jesus, knew if he, Jesus, were going to live a life of love, love in the sense of what love means, reaching out to all, um, and, uh, and uh, you know, as Jesus said so often, you know, um, uh, you have heard it said, uh, thou shalt not kill. I say to you, even whoever is angry, you know, in, in saying all those things and, and helping them understand fully what the, the Spirit of God meant. I'm doing a very poor job at this, my apologies. That if he's going to walk that journey of incarnating God, Let's say it that way. That's the best way to say it. If Jesus is going to do that journey of incarnating who God is and what love looks like in actuality, that's going to lead to the cross. And, uh, and he says, I've told you this before it happens, so that when it happens, you may not be without hope. But you know that that's where the journey leads. And I'm going to love you to the end. And that's where I love that last line where he's like, listen, I no longer speak much about you because I have much time because the rule of the world is coming. But remember this, he's got no power over me. He's got no power over me. The world must know that I love the Father, meaning I'm going to see this through to the end. I'm going to love you to the end and I'm going to forgive all the way to the end. Um, and I'm going to um, love you know, those on the cross next to me and those at the foot of the cross and, and I'm going to do it all all the way to the end, because that's what the incarnation of God looks like. Uh, and that's what the world doesn't want to see. But remember this, and it's how we can go back to, you know, don't let your heart be troubled or afraid, because the ruler of this world, he's got no power over me. No power. But here's where I want to focus 
uh, the rest of my time. And, and this is not why I said what I said at the beginning. But, but again, this may challenge here. Jesus said to his disciples, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives it do I give it to you. So, brothers and sisters, Jesus brings us to the knife's edge of that tension. What is the peace that our God gives versus what is the peace that the world gives? I want us to chew on that today. What is the difference? What is the peace that God gives versus the peace that the world gives? I I think off the top of my head, I would answer that as peace meaning lack of war. Peace meaning I'm not going to say what needs to be said here because if I do, there's going to be um, a great amount of disagreement and hurt. Uh, or and, and I don't mean here in this podcast. I mean wherever here might be, quote-unquote. Uh, that peace means I am not going to do what needs to be done perhaps in this situation because it would cause angst or strife or division. It would throw a grenade into the midst of things but I will keep quiet because that will, quote-unquote, keep the peace, right? Remember Jesus, the first thing he did when, and this was John's gospel, if we go to chapter 20, right? Uh, And he comes and enters into the upper room that's locked. The first words he says to them, peace be with you. Why? Because they weren't at peace. They were anxious. They were afraid. They were locked in the room for fear. There's a reason, brothers and sisters, why in the gospel, in all of Scripture, the most used phrase is, do not be afraid. Because we fear so often. We fear what we have said and done. We fear what we have not said and done. And, uh, and, and in the midst of that, our God says, I give you peace not as the peace that the world gives, this peace of avoiding conflict or, or keeping the quote-unquote peace, this absence of war. He says, but my peace. So what does that look like? I'm going to use the words of Martin Luther King Jr. here because they say what I'm trying to say far better. And, and I say it, one, because they're absolutely brilliant. They're absolutely brilliant. But he says... I think exactly where Jesus is pointing. Now, this is from his letter from a Birmingham jail. He wrote it in spring of 63. You remember his I Have a Dream speech, right? That was August of 1963. That was the gathering around the Lincoln Memorial in Washington, D.C. Here, he's writing from the jail in Birmingham. Why was he in Birmingham? Because in Birmingham was the, the... the lunch counters that they remember the campaign to end the segregation uh, that uh, people were only allowed to sit in certain places within restaurants in Birmingham. And so it was a sit-in campaign intended to end the, the hiring practices and the segregation at lunch counters. And so King went there because there was injustice there. And he, along with a great number of other people, got jailed. And in the midst of that, there was a dialogue that was going on, and a number of Christian and Jewish leaders 
in the area sent King a letter. And letter from a Birmingham jail was his response to them. And this is one section. It's a little over a paragraph. So it may take a little bit for me to read it, but it's absolutely marvelous. So here are Martin Luther King Jr.'s words. I must make two honest confessions to you, my Christian and Jewish brothers and sisters. First, I must confess that over the past few years, I have been gravely disappointed with the white moderate. I have almost reached the regrettable conclusion that the Negro's great stumbling block in his stride toward freedom is not the white citizen, citizen's counselor or the Ku Klux Klanner, but the white moderate who is more devoted to order than to justice, who prefers a negative peace, which is the absence of tension, to a positive peace, peace which is the presence of justice, who constantly says, I agree with you in the goal you seek, but I cannot agree with your methods of direct action, who paternalistically believes he can set the table for another man's freedom, who lives by a mythical concept of time, and who constantly advises the Negro to wait for a more convenient season. Shallow understanding from good excuse me, shallow understanding from people of goodwill is more frustrating than absolute misunderstanding from people of ill will. Lukewarm acceptance is much more bewildering than outright rejection. Oh my gosh, brothers and sisters, just Google Martin Luther King, letter from a Birmingham jail, negative peace. That's what comes up. Read it again. But I love that point right in the very heart of it. I've almost come to the regrettable conclusion that the Negro's great stumbling block in his strength. This is 50 years ago. Over, almost 60 years ago. April of 63. I've almost come to the regrettable conclusion that the Negro's great stumbling block in his stride toward freedom is not the white citizen's counselor or the Ku Klux Klanner. But the white moderate who is more devoted to order than to justice, who prefers a negative peace. Now, this is what I'm trying to say. Who prefers a negative peace, which is the absence of tension, to a positive peace, which is the presence of justice. Brothers and sisters, I think that's the peace Jesus is giving us. That peace we talked about yesterday which is that inward knowing of, of in, in, in what, right, Augustine said? In our eyes and our ears and our hands and our feet, that all we need do is see the want and see the need and hear of it and then go move forward in it. That that is the peace that we are called to bring about. Now, lest you think, brothers and sisters, that I am a bleeding-heart liberal Catholic and, uh, and MLK was a Baptist preacher, and I'm misreading all the signs here uh, because, you know, it cannot be the, the case. Let me quote to you Pope Paul VI from round about the same time after MLK wrote these words, by the way. Pope Paul VI wrote... If you want peace, work for justice. 
Let me say it again. Paul VI, incredibly moderate pope. And, and Paul did such a beautiful job trying to balance the, the, the factions of the church in, in after Vatican II. And, and nobody would have wanted that job. And Paul VI did an, an incredible job of attempting to do that. And this is the, this is the one, this, this I, I think, spirit-inspired moderate within the church who says, if you want peace, work for justice. That peace hinges on justice being done within our world, brothers and sisters. Not order. Not avoiding tension. True peace works for justice. And it, brothers and sisters, is the heart of Catholic social teaching, the common good for all of us. And, and Catholic social teaching is not the, uh, the, the sole grasp of, of the, the quote-unquote liberal Catholic side and not of the conservative Catholic side. We need to throw all that stuff out, brothers and sisters. Catholic social teaching is for all of us, all of us, in how we move forward. That is the teaching of the church, not the liberal or conservative. That is our baggage. The common good, the idea of justice in the world. I give to you, brothers and sisters, my peace. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives it, do I give it. And then he tells us, I'm with you in the midst of being troubled or afraid. Why? Because, brothers and sisters, like King, if we live that peace, like King, like Jesus, if we choose to walk that path, that incarnate path, because remember, Christ lives in you and me too. If we choose to live and walk that incarnate path, we know where it will lead us. But we need not be troubled or afraid. Because, my friends, you know why? The ruler of the world may be coming, but he has no power over you and I. Thanks be to God. Because God is stronger. And love is stronger. And love cannot be killed. Let's pray. We begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The second glorious mystery Jesus ascends. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. 
Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. My friends, bless you on this Tuesday. I hope it is filled with every good thing. Be well, and God's peace.